All right, military brain computer interfaces. So I'm going to invite Bill to the room here and see what we can come up with before the time is up. So copy this link and how can I share this here? I know that Mr. Bonatati wanted to check this out, so let's take a look. All right, I'm going to send to Vlad and to William. And uh, well, I think that's about it for now. And let's take a look here. So where are we? All right. So what are the implications of this? What do we know? All right. So we have some of these things here are going to be uh, pretty controversial. So I know that what we have is uh, going to uh, stir up a lot. The thing is, is that uh, if we're already seeing this in a neurosciencenews.com, then what we have on our hands here is simply um, getting our permission to do so um, implicitly by slowly dripping these different uh, technologies to us and doing them in innocuous ways. One of the first ways this, this is or is done is by showing how these technologies can be used, uh, for example, to um, to help people. And this will always be done. This will always be done. This 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 idea that this is going to help people, and that's where that comes from. Now, if we uh, take a look at that approach. It's a soft approach to get us used to uh, the fact that the technology will be used and to allow, perhaps if it's necessary, legislation to get passed regarding it. You know, some will uh, argue against it. As you might have seen from the article, there's a lot about uh, neuroethics. And neuroethics was one of the categories uh, which this was published under. And so we have uh, the link here in the information. You can take a look at it. It's called uh, Brain Computer Interfaces Could Allow Soldiers to Control Weapons with Their Thoughts and Turn Off Their Fear. Now, of course, uh, the claim is that it hasn't been implemented just yet, but is that true? How much of that are we able to trust, and how far has it already gone? Well, there's a few things happening here. First, we already know that there are uh, laboratories that have already done brain-computer interfaces with tetraplegics who have total paralysis, and have been able to navigate through complex environments 
uh, using their thoughts to control their wheelchairs. We also know that there has been research done showing that you can erase memories, which is called retrieval-induced forgetting, and it was discovered by a process called targeted memory retrieval. It was found that by targeting memories, before a person is able to lay down a track of neuronal connections when they go to sleep and have REM or rapid eye movement dream states, that if they target the memories several times before the person is able to do that, you can erase their memories. So, it was claimed that this was done by accident. Is that true? So now we have a way to erase memories. Now, did it stop there? No. Instead, the technology was repurposed, and it was claimed to be used to help people eliminate nightmares and post-traumatic stress disorder by erasing their memories as a therapy. If you're erasing people's memories as a therapy, where does that stop? If it's known that it can be done by simply using certain sounds, which one of the articles shows that it can be done with neuroscience, on neuroscience.news.com by a variation of two different piano chords. Now, something that we already know about sound is that it's one of the most easily recallable or embedded sensory inputs in the entire human body. In fact, the vestibulocochlear nerve pair, or the eighth cranial nerve pair, is argu arguably the most manipulable of the sensory channels in the human body. As far back as 2004, I had already done a report about some technology that Michael Persinger was done at Laurentian University, where he recorded signals, electromagnetic frequencies, from the environment in Japan that were called earthquake lights that contained certain frequencies that when people were encountering these different frequencies, it caused them to hallucinate, if that's what it was, different gods, demons, aliens, angels, and all kinds of other supernatural entities. So if you can use these things to trigger these types of things in people, which was demonstrated by the Corin Octopus, also known as the God Helmet, which was created in collaboration with Michael Persinger of Laurentian University, now deceased, and his partner uh, goes by the name of Corin. I think it's David Corin. And that's why the helmet got its name, the Corin Octopus, because of the eight electrodes connected to the skull. And sometimes, again, it's also called the God Helmet. There are even commercially available units similar to the God Helmet that stimulate the vestibulocochlear nerve pair. Another technology that was, uh, that was talked about in that same article, it's actually called Electromagnetic Stimulation of the Mind, Body, and Spirit, which I think I should link here as well from my website, hypnoathletics.com. Talked about Nippon Telephone and Telegraph, or Telegraph and Telephone, I believe it was called. And in this technology, they were able to steer people by using the same system in their brain. Also, the same technology and similar has been used in all kinds of different ways from uh, transcranial magnetic stimulation and others. 
the idea is that there are a lot of ways in which human beings can be manipulated electromagnetically. If you don't already know why this is, it's simple because of the fact that everything is made out of atoms. And all atoms, almost all of them, unless they've had them stripped away, are composed of electrons on the surface or the outside of every atom. Now, all you need to do is create something that can interfere with the system, which many things do. You don't need to use much voltage. Voltage is what can help get an electric shock. In fact, you can repurpose and move things around using magnetism, the cousin of electricity, or you could even say the, the spouse of, electro, of electricity and magnetism. They're, they are wed together. And both are mediated by photons. And we know that some of the main reactions in all of our uh, physical world has to do with the interactions of electrons and photons. Specifically in something that people hear a lot in popular culture is the quantum leap. But most people talk about quantum leaps as far as it goes in their psychological makeup or advances they make in their life. When in fact, on a subatomic particle scale, a quantum leap is when an electron absorbs a certain frequency of photon and either advances to a higher energy shell or is removed completely from the atom, from ionizing radiation, therefore turning the atom or molecule into an ion. Now, I've deviated a little bit off the point here, but we can see very clearly that the human mind and body can be manipula manipulated by electromagnetic means. You can look at one small tome that was published by Richard P. Feynman called QED, which is short for Quantum Electrodynamics, which covers electrons, photons, and even virtual photons in their role in the electromagnetic force. So the link is for the article on neurosciencenews.com. After this is published, I'll put some more links in the comments and also supplement the other uh, social podcast here on Colin with that same information and link the two together. So we can explore this a little bit further. We have to get ahead of this and start to intercept these technologies with our own innovations, which are also, some of them, ready available to tap into. It's no secret or no thing that is anathema to our intuition to say that currently and for a long time we have been under attack. It seems like something that doesn't belong here. Why else would the entire planet be in the condition that it is? Not even evil people who are obsessed with money could justify doing the things to the planet that are currently being done. If you know anything about terraforming, which is a theoretical practice of being able to change an environment's atmosphere to accommodate certain organisms... For example, 
It's been speculated that we could go to Mars and terraform it so that human beings could eventually live there. What if, what if, let's go far out on a limb, there is some kind of non-human intelligence that is currently terraforming our planet in order for them to occupy it. I know it sounds far-fetched, but if you really think about it, what logic, what reason could this possibly be going on on our planet when there are other ways to earn money? For example, the pharmaceutical industry very easily could provide much safer ways to deliver medication. As a matter of fact, right now, there are technologies using fatty acids like icopentaenoic acid and docosahexaenoic acid, EPA and DHA, found in fish oils, the healthy fats that our brain needs, to deliver cancer drugs to the brain in microdosed quantities so that the body is not toxified as is normally done with chemotherapy. Many years ago, I came across a similar technology in which it was proposed by some researchers to use those same molecules as vectors to get drug molecules in psychiatry into the brain more efficiently without having to get to a steady-state peak of nanograms per milliliter in the blood by using high doses of medications such as clozapine, which is an atypical antipsychotic, also known as a neuroleptic. However, the research and its records have disappeared because it would make it so chemical scarce, which would save pharmaceutical companies a lot of money. You could use natural fish oils to deliver the technology, the the drugs, the chemicals to the brain and other parts of the body, well, especially getting past a blood-brain barrier, which is the main reason why fatty acids would be used. It could save a lot of money and would have a lot more healthy people running around on the earth. It makes too much sense, though, because that would be the right thing to do. So either we have a bunch of really screwed-up people running around on our planet that want to wipe out the population, which has been speculated by many conspiracy theorists, or there truly is a non-human intelligence, or some would say extraterrestrial or alien presence among us. Again, far-fetched, right? But let's examine a little bit more closely next time what we see happening and see exactly just how far